0: You're listening to Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a no-BS approach to wellness, spirituality, manifestation, and all things mystical. Hello, everybody. It's Andy. Welcome back. It's season two, and today I have my first interview for season two, and we're going to be talking relationships. We're getting ready to go into... February, the month of love. Venus is in retrograde right now. So we may be having some things stirring up in our relationships. I've noticed in my last couple of conversations and my courses, Manifestation Blueprint, to be exact, we've stayed on after class and chatted a little bit. And this conversation specifically about the divine feminine and the divine masculine, keeps coming up. I'm finding that that's something that's kind of top of, top of, the, top of mind, maybe kind of hanging around in the ether. My guest today is Dr. Nevin Hushin. Dr. Nevin is a certified relationship coach. Her mission is to see the folks that she works with living a healthy, vibrant, and happy life thriving as a couple for those that are in intimate relationships, and also thriving with yourself and your life as an individual. She practices a holistic approach to relationships, the body and life, which means she looks at how all areas of your life are interconnected. Your relationship can be one of the most beautiful grounds for spiritual growth and personal evolution, and she teaches correct advanced relationship communication and conflict resolution skills. And she's going to share a lot of that with us today to help us to uncover the relationship that we desire and deserve and the life that we desire and deserve as well. If you love what she shares today, by the way, she's got a really lovely offer that she's making to this community. If you're feeling called to work with her, reach out to her and she's willing to give you a special price if you're a listener of this show. So I want to mention that to you and encourage you as we go into the month of February to consider how you can up-level your current intimate relationships or be considering ways to enter into your next relationship whenever that might be time for you in a way that's incredibly conscious and honoring of self. I also want to mention before we get into the interview, you know I am not here to play small, and this is a beautiful time of year to be considering your dream business for those of you that are considering either starting a business or have a business and are ready to up-level and design a prosperous and abundant life. So if you've been manifesting a business or an expansion of your business, I have a free masterclass that we've been running all month long. It's still available to you through the month of February. So if you're ready to believe that you're worth earning the money that would make a serious difference in your life, if you're done spending your days feeling exhausted and overwhelmed trying to keep up with everything on your to-do list without much in the bank account to show for it, if you're ready to stop watching from the sidelines as people you admire have launches and programs and products and services that seem to flow through them with ease, and you want some of that too, And if you're ready to make a commitment to yourself to stop spending this wild and precious life of yours, putting things off until later, this masterclass is for you. It's a limited time offer. And if you want to take the masterclass, as I mentioned, it's free. It's called the Sea Changers Business Foundations Masterclass. This started as a part of my Opulent Shift program. And after having 30 plus graduates go through the program in 2021 and find immense success with this simple four-step process that we teach inside the masterclass, we decided, my partner Nadia and I in Sea Changers decided we wanted to make this masterclass available for you, for everyone, so that you can get a head start on making your dream business a reality. If you want to take the course take the masterclass. I'm leaving a link in the show notes and you can go sign up. We're running it multiple times a day. So you can log on, sign in. You can drop questions in the chat box and we will get those questions and get back to you. We're doing some of the sessions live and some are recorded. So we want to make this as accessible as possible. So drop in, take the class. It's totally free. We're opening the curtain on the tried and true methodologies that we teach inside of the opulent shift. And then speaking of the opulent shift, if you know all about it and you're feeling called to join that program, we do have a couple of spaces left. If you want to get on a phone call with me and chat it out and see if it's right for you, just send us an email. You can email my team at team at weeweegirl.com and we'll set up an opportunity to have a conversation and we can talk about if the program's right for you. Okay, with that... I am so thrilled to bring Dr. Nevin Hushin onto the show. Speaking of how we met was speaking of masterminds and masterclasses, Dr. Nevin and I met in a mastermind. I I actually had someone on my team say the other day, Andy's addicted to masterminds. And The reality is what I am actually so committed to is up-leveling in my personal development realm. As you know, it's a part of part of who I am, this woo-woo life, but I also find such power in being in expansive environments from a personal development and professional development perspective in which I get to see other people's experiences, hear from other people, brainstorm, collaborate, network, and just be in community. So Dr. Nevin and I are in a mastermind together. It's how we met. She's doing really amazing things in her business, and the course that she's going to share with us that she's offering to this community is a part of what she's been working on in the mastermind. So I was just so thrilled to bring her into the conversation on this show. So let's get into it. Welcome, Dr. Nevin Hushin. Hi, Dr. Nevin. I'm so excited to have you here on the show. Welcome. Yeah,
1: thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, we've obviously been chatting a bit before we started recording and this is going to be a really fun conversation. We're going to be talking all about love and relationships and the divine feminine and masculine and all those things that yeah. at this time of year uh, people are starting to really think about. So, yeah. 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 I'm very much looking forward to it. So, as you know, we start with an astrology check-in. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you your sun, moon, and rising. And I already know this about you, that this is not something that you know a ton about. So I'm excited to share a little bit with you about what you tell me. So go ahead and tell me your sun, moon, and rising signs.
1: So I have it right here. My sun is Taurus. My moon is Cancer. Mm -hmm. And my rising is
0: Gemini. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you said really what you know a little bit about is your sun sign. So your moon sign in cancer. So cancer actually is the ruler of the moon. So it's a really beautifully aligned moon sign. The moon represents our emotional state of being, mm-hmm. how we love, how we feel. And cancer is very much that inward seeking motherly, really beautifully connected to the cosmos and the earth sort of energy um, it's a water sign, but it's just a really connected energy, especially as a moon sign because Cancer rules the moon. I find it to be just a really soft and beautiful energy. Mm. So that's um, that's a little bit about a Cancer moon and Gemini rising. So your rising sign is your rising signs is how you how you show your face to the world. It's kind of like the mask we wear, but it's not necessarily like a mask we put on to like hide ourselves. It's just how we show up. It's like the face we paint before we go out the door every day. Mm -hmm. So rising sign and Gemini, Gemini's are incredibly conversational. They understand messaging really, really well. So the work that you do and working with people through conversation, it makes total sense as a Gemini rising. It's also really playful and, um, energetic and com- it's conversational but in a way that's like light and full of laughter and just a lot of fun. I, I love I that love Gemini energy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. I, I had asked my my best friend about all of this yesterday and she said it makes so much sense that your uh, moon sign is cancer because I have such a connection to the moon and yeah. just the wisdom. I I truly am drawn to it every night. Um, Yeah. So thanks for sharing that. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's something that I've always wanted to know more about, and I I I have not yet dove into that. So
0: yeah, it's a lot of fun, and there's so many layers that you can continue to peel back as you learn more about astrology, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into your work. So you offer a really unique approach to relationship coaching, and before we talk about what your approach is, I'd love to know a bit about your background, your story, and how you found your way into this work.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for asking that and bringing that up. Um, so I I do want everyone to understand my heart behind this work because it is, it's such powerful work. You know, couples work and relationship work. Um, the relationship can be such a um, place for spiritual growth. If we allow it to be right. And where I'm coming from in this work is I grew up in Dubai and Istanbul, just traveling every couple of years to a different part of the world. Um, And my dad is Turkish. Mom is Puerto Rican from New York. First language is Turkish. First language is Spanish, different religions back in the day. And so, you know, even just growing up back then, I was surrounded by all different types of people, different religions, different cultures. And so I grew up with a sense of there's no such thing as bigotry, you know, like you really can, um, in the face of all odds, language, religion, whatever, still connect on a very soulful, very deep level. Um, if you want, if you will that to happen, you know, and I've been a witness to that my entire life. So just naturally, you know, I was curious about what made people, um, love each other and what made people you know, what caused friction, what makes us the same, what makes us different. So I studied psychology, got my psychology degree with a, um, focus on counseling. And then in that work, you know, I really, um, learned that there's no separation between the mind and the body. What comes up in your mind and in your emotional being, and even in your spirit will reflect itself in the body. Um, and so I, I wanted to help people integrate on both levels. So that's what really drove me into chiropractic and hands-on healing. Um, and through that work, you know, I became a pregnancy chiropractor. I was working with couples for seven years, helping them get pregnant and taking care of them while they were pregnant. And, um, I'm very intuitive. And when I have my hands on somebody, I can feel a lot of what's going on. You know, I can tell if they are on Adderall, if they're having an issue with their, yeah, I can just feel, you know? And so like a lot of other health practitioners, um, you know, when you ask about something, it's a safe space and people open up. And um, to me, that's where the real healing happens. And so um, in hearing and working with, you know, thousands of couples, I really noticed Baby's not even here yet and couples aren't doing well, you know, like and having a baby is such a, um, identity change, you know, just getting pregnant and preparing for a whole new season of life. So I went back into the psychology side of things and got my relationship coaching certification and sold my practice in La Jolla. I had a beautiful brick and mortar right, right there by the beach and, um, transitioned into couples coaching full time. Um, and not just uh, therapy, right? Because I was I was seeing that that people needed tools and how to move forward in relationship, and that, a depth of understanding about the different masculine and feminine energies. Um, and so that is really the bulk of my work. Is when I work with couples, it's a holistic approach to their relationship and to their life. You know, um, and that is. That's the heart behind what I do Um, and in, you know, helping couples heal together.
0: What would you find when couples would come in and they're preparing for baby? Because that's the work you were doing. What were you finding were some of the things that were coming up the most in terms of challenges and communication that you were seeing that led you down the path that you inevitably took, what was, what was, yeah. what were some of the themes that you were seeing?
1: Yeah, it all, most of it came down to a complete lack of understanding. It was a miscommunication. Um, cause it, it when there's masculine and feminine, it's such different, um, a different way of thinking. I mean, it really is different and that doesn't mean man and woman, right? Yeah, There's usually one that's more masculine, someone that's more feminine. That's what keeps the polarity and the attraction there. Um, and yeah, so a lot of the, a lot of what I was noticing was that, um, you know, the more feminine would want more connection, would want more, you know, they crave connection and they, they want their partner to really be there with them. And then the masculine wouldn't deliver for some reason, you know, and what they're going through was they were feeling um, they were feeling like they were failing, you know, because if Mm -hmm. the feminine isn't happy, then the masculine is going to feel like a big failure. And so it's just this vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. So it really was a matter of sitting them both down and then teaching them. Um, teaching them tools and equipping them, basically giving them a map. So when things come up, they're like, oh, this is what's going on here. This is what I need to say to, um, you know, diffuse the reactivity and get to the core of the issue, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So it was a lot of that.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about the divine feminine and the divine masculine. So obviously, as you just said, it doesn't have to be that divine feminine equals woman and divine masculine equals man yeah, sometimes that is how it is. And maybe most of the times that is how it is. but what are what are some of the traits and tendencies that someone who is in really full expression of divine feminine, what you'll see there and then the same for for divine masculine?
1: Yeah. so I love this question. So in I used to um and I still do run group um, you know group programs, and it used to be in person usually on the beach out there in La Jolla. Um, and when you ask somebody, you know, um, what are the traits of a feminine? You know, what do they crave? What do they love? Um, usually the feminine would say, I, I want connection. Um, I want protection. I want safety. You know, these are the things that they value. Touch, eye contact, nurture, you know, um, a sense of surrender that they can let go and trust. And creativity, you know, the feminine tends to be very creative and circular in thinking and the more masculine is, you know, when you ask them, they, they crave and they value power. They value structure. They want to provide, um, you know, they want respect instead of being circular and thinking they're more linear. It's more A to B to C, you know, they just want to get the job done and move on. Um, and they love to fix things. The masculine, um, orientation is freedom and the feminine orientation is connection. Um, and so because the masculine is more freedom oriented, their tendency when something comes up is to fix it mm-hmm. because if they fix the problem, then they're free from it. You know, they're problem mm-hmm. solvers. Well, because the feminine orientation is connection. Um, when something comes up, she doesn't want to be fixed because her orientation is connection, she wants the masculine to be with her in it. Right. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, and it's really understanding that is so powerful and there's ways to navigate that. Um, Does that answer your question? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the ways that you begin to navigate that? I mean, that's, that's, the clarity of that is so profound, this freedom versus connection and the way that two people in a relationship would have a different perspective of what outcome they were intending to receive Mm -hmm. as something, something challenging is going on in their lives. What are, what are some of the steps or what are some of the approaches that one might take if they're finding that that's going on in a partnership that they, that they have?
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So to, to get to that, I think it's important to understand that the masculine, their biggest complaints, if you ask a ma- uh, more masculine oriented person, what are your biggest complaints? The top two are not enough sex and too much fighting. Those are the top two, like cross the board. Mm-hmm. And then for the feminine, it's, they're not with me emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not enough emotional connection, right? So two different um even opinions on what connection um what connection looks like Mm -hmm. so um for the feminine um well actually let's start with the masculine right so the masculine um it's important for him to or I I say him but what I really mean is masculine it's just easier that way to um, connect before correct so it would be really helpful for um for them to learn and actually for the feminine too but the idea of getting beneath the level of complaint right so if um the feminine is craving um let me think of an example so if there's an issue in the home the tendency is that the feminine looks at things through the, through the lens of connection. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking, okay, what does this mean for our relationship? Is he leaving or is he staying? Does he love me or does he think I'm crazy? You know, they're thinking in in terms of connection. So Mm -hmm. if there's ever an issue in the home, it would be helpful for the masculine to start off with using connection language. So, Mm -hmm. um, that'll help diffuse the situation and kind of bring things back to a neutral space to get the lizard brain, um, you know, out of the picture and bring your frontal lobe back online. Um, So things like, Hey, I'm with you. Um, I love you. I'm, I'm here for you. Let's figure this out together. You know, speaking connection language is super Mm -hmm. helpful. Um, And then for the feminine, because the masculine is very freedom oriented, right? They're doers. So when you come to your man um, or your masculine and you say, Hey, uh, you didn't do the dishes, for example. Um, what they're going to hear is I'm, I'm doing wrong. So I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. What they hear is I do wrong. I am wrong, or I do bad. I am bad because they're so doing oriented. So to help diffuse and to help speak to the more masculine, it's super helpful to say something along the lines of, Hey, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. There's nothing you have to fix. Um, I just noticed that, you know, you didn't do the dishes. Um, can we talk about that now? You know, so mm-hmm. that helps him keep his frontal lobe online. It helps him. It's basically sending signals to him saying, I love you. I respect you. You're not doing anything wrong. You don't have to, um, you know, you're not a failure. Let's just talk about it. You know, yeah, yeah, rather than triggering him and then getting him, um, throwing him into defense mode.
0: Yeah. It's like, let's yeah. find the freedom in this for both of us. And the freedom is going to be that we figure out a plan to get the dishes done. Then we're free of this challenge that's happening.
1: Yeah. 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 Exactly. Freedom yeah. language. So
0: yeah. Like you're, you're not
1: doing anything wrong. Freeze him of that idea that he's doing something wrong, mm-hmm. you know, cause he's freedom oriented. It's like, he doesn't have anything to fix. He's doing fine. So, um, so he's more open and receptive to the to
0: the feminine. Yeah. Yeah. And what are some ways that someone who is perhaps they're new in a relationship? They're just starting to build a foundation and they're they're not quite sure even of how they show up in a relationship because it's it is new for them. What are some ways that you can start to reflect and self self-identify what your approach is so that you can show up in a way in which you're being authentically you and you're also inviting depth into the relationship as you start to build it and grow?
1: I love that question. I think right off the bat, it would be important to lay out a foundation of safety, you know, to get on the same page as far as what are we creating here? You know, because there's a difference between a relationship and then a conscious relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and in a conscious relationship, the conversation is so different because um, because relationship is such a space for it can be such a beautiful space for healing because you bring old patterns into into the relationship, right? And the, through exercises that that um, I have my couples do, you really see on paper the things that they brought in from childhood, even from their dad and their mom and patterns that are ingrained in them. It's the blueprint. Right. And then you get triggered. And then all of a sudden it becomes your partner's fault when really it's something that's going on. It's deeper. Right. So I think the step number one would be to really establish, like what kind of relationship do we want? You know, do we want a conscious relationship where we are, working through patterns and we're, we're wondering why, like, where's this trigger coming from? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, getting on the same page, that would be number one, because it would be really hard for one person to be authentic and then the other person to kind of be business as usual.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it
1: really takes both people to create something like this together.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I think back to, my relationship. So Ben and I have been together for, I guess we're going on, on like, it'll be seven, seven or eight years. It's been a while. It's been a minute. (laughs) And when we, when we met, we, he was a touring musician. And so our first dates were mostly, we were having to travel to have those dates. We were having to meet from afar. And one of the things that happened was that because we were both, he was traveling way more than I was, but I was traveling a lot too, is most of our foundation was built via phone calls because Mm -hmm. or facetimes because we were not in the same place and I remember having friends at that time that were like how can you even like want to start a relationship in this way this feels really like this is going to be really really difficult and we talk about it now so so much about how the communication and that approach to entering into the relationship so consciously at the beginning we Didn't necessarily know that that's how we were entering into the relationship, but because we were having to do it in quite a different way than any other relationship that I had entered into before, we got to the heart of it really quickly and very quickly were able to say, I want to show up fully as myself. I want to identify all the stuff that I'm bringing into this so that when we are together, it feels really magical and there's nothing that either of us is... Hanging on to, or that we're thinking about, or that we're carrying with us into this, and it was a it was a serious blessing to have to kind of go through that process at the beginning of our relationship that way. And so as we as we got as we got into a, into a rhythm of of how we would be together, it was as if that foundation was set by doing that at the very beginning. Yeah,
1: I love yeah. that. And do you feel like you guys handle things in real time?
0: Very much so. Up? Yeah. 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 And we really there's never really I mean, sure, we can get frustrated, but there isn't really neither of us hold any anger about Mm -hmm. anything that goes on between us. And usually, even if it's a thing like, you know, to your example of doing the dishes, even if it's a thing like that, we kind of giggle about it because we're like, Mm -hmm. all right, let's sort out like what's really going on here. And let's just kind of like get to the plan of like what needs to happen. And I think I I know for sure that that is the case because we just, we we broke through any potential triggering moments really fast at the beginning of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: love that. Well, and just like with you and Ben, I mean, if you, if you're able to get to this level of depth and, you know, where you're aware of your triggers, because you are a very self-aware person. I'm sure Ben is too, yeah. Um then all of your energy gets focused on other things like creating an amazing business or loving each other well or yeah. you know like it gets put to something that matters rather than getting stuck in these toxic cycles that a lot of Yeah. Um you know what I mean? And so yeah, it's that's amazing that you guys have been able to build that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm certainly it was I had not done it before that way. <laughs> I'd play yeah, relationships that I was like, yep. oh god, like what? And I was um, I was kind of a serial long-term relationship person, mm-hmm. where I'd find my way. I'd be like three years in, and I'm like, there are some serious problems with this relationship, and it's probably not one that should continue. But I would be three years into it before before I'd start to have that awareness, and then I'd have to be in a situation in which it was you know a really sad coming apart because it was not that there wasn't love there, but there was like we we really we weren't we weren't really aligned to begin with and we we kind of allowed ourselves just to kind of coast through for a you know couple of years sometimes that was kind of my my routine and so when I met Ben I was very much not neither of us were looking for a long-term relationship at all. And I think that also took the pressure off of off of us because we were like, I'm gonna come into this like really open, really honest. It's gonna be a really different approach to how we Even date because we're going to have to travel to see each other. And neither of us has time for any bullshit around that. Like if we're going to be committed to that, let's, let's be like real, real with each other. So that, that whole experience took me out of a, out of a pattern that I very much had been in, in terms of the way I did relationships until this one occurred for me.
1: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, and assertiveness. So assertiveness You know, you were talking about handling things in real time when something comes up, letting each other know, like, hey, I'm triggered or hey, this is coming up for me, what does this mean? Can we look at this together? Yeah. Um, that is called assertiveness, right? And what we find is with our couples assessment, if there's a low level of assertiveness, that's a super unhealthy relationship. Mm
0: -hmm. And so a
1: lot of people think that, oh, just sweep it under the rug or don't say anything because they don't want to rock the boat or whatever um they think that that's actually a healthy way of dealing with things because yeah there's no conflict but what ends up happening is that when there's a lack of assertiveness what happens is it it, it builds up inside as resentment and then that leads to emotional withdrawal you know so yeah. that's one of the things you asked you know if you're in the beginnings of a relationship how do you establish like a conscious relationship or how do you how do you create a healthy dynamic um one of the things would be you know really speaking your voice telling them what your needs are. Um, don't bury it, you know, because intimacy into me, you see, right. You want to be an open book for your partner so they, they can really know you know who you are. Um, and to your point in the past, my, my husband, I mean, he's, I, I just love him so much. He's so, he's a generator. He's intuitive. He's a, you know, he's done the work. He's also certified relationship coach. We used to do this work together Mm -hmm. um, before he moved on to his, um, his current gig before him. I also was in um, a really unhealthy relationship dynamic. Um, I was much younger. This was like maybe six years ago or seven years ago.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And um, you know, what I really learned from that was that Even before learning masculine and feminine dynamics, it's so important to know who you are, um, to, to create a life where you are centered, where you are happy with your work, with your life, with, with who you are, you know, because if you're not happy with yourself, it Mm -hmm. will reflect in your relationship. Absolutely. It will become their fault. Right. A lot of people use that, um, that the relationship is, you know, as a scapegoat or something to blame for their misery. Mm-hmm. Um, when really it, it's like, you know, there's all, there's four parts to relationship. It's always, um, self-awareness, self-management. So an inward, an inward path, and then it's others awareness and others management outward. And you cannot have peace in inward unless you have peace and outward and vice versa. Right. Mm, yeah. So, that's really what I learned in that relationship. And I was grateful for it. It was hard. I mean, you know, um, but in reflecting, it really, really helped me grow
0: as a, as a woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts? So often we, as, as people that are, I'm thinking about the listeners of the show and there are many of them are on some sort of path they're on some sort of personal yeah. development path they're really cons- they're listening to the show cuz they're considering all the ways that they can continue to em- evolve and transform mm-hmm. and so i think oftentimes we hear that you've got to be like at your at your at least approaching some sort of awareness of your highest purpose or you need to be really really grounded in that before you can align to the r- the right relationship for you so I think my question is, what are your thoughts on this? We're all always changing and growing. We're always transforming. We're always on a path, whether we are conscious to that path or not. So what, what are your thoughts when it comes to seeking a relationship when you know that, hey, I don't exactly have clarity. I don't exactly have purpose defined yet, but I know I'm on my way there. And I do want to have a loving relationship while I'm seeking my yeah. purpose. What are your thoughts on how to be in pursuit of both of those things, the, the right relationship for you while you're also seeking clarity of purpose along the way?
1: Oh, I love as you're asking this question, I was getting goosebumps. I love this question because it's such a powerful question. Um so, a couple of things came up while you were asking Matt, Because, firstly, it is important to be self aware before you enter into a relationship because you don't want to be getting into a relationship with a guy or a girl or whatever, um, trying to complete something that didn't happen in childhood. Mm, you know? Right. So, unless you have that self awareness, and I want to give you an example um, like with my ex. Um, again, this was like, you know, uh, almost a decade ago we were dating, uh, we were living together and with him, he was almost exactly like the, the parts of my dad that I felt weren't healed, the, the, the dynamics that weren't healed with our relationship. Mm-hmm. So he was, um, he was a Leo. <laughs> I do know that part. Mm-hmm. He was like a business guy, finance, financially driven, um, closed hearted a lot of the time. You know, and these were things that I entered into that relationship wanting, you know, he Mm -hmm. was literally the same type of archetype as my father. So when we, and this is, was part of my healing process, right? When, before I had met my husband, I was single for about a year. I had moved to Seattle to be in the mountains. I wanted to be in nature. I wanted to be cleansed of just life, you know, and I did, that was such a, um, a season of discovery and of healing for me. And during that season, I noticed things about myself. You know, I was like, why am I drawn to this type of person? Why do I look for love in places that it's not coming to me freely? Um, what do I really desire in a partner? You know, what, what do I want? I want him to be creative. I want him to be juicy and loving. You know, I want to, it was less about him and more about how I would feel when I was with him. Did he make me feel worthy? Does he make me feel special? Do I feel like our eye contact? And do you know, like, yeah, I grew into that. And that's literally what I got. So, um, you know, before you jump into a relationship, my suggestion would be to look at why, you know, are you trying to heal some kind of dynamic that, you know, you're bringing in from, from the past or, you know. But then at the same time, healing does happen in relationship. Yeah. Right. So um, like with Patrick, I it was more like I knew what I wanted. And because I got that, a lot of healing had happened within me. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. You totally. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, if you're if you grew up with a parent or something, for example, who didn't give you the love that you needed, or made you feel unworthy, didn't listen to you. Um, you know, and all of a sudden you have a partner who gives you those things, who is gives you his heart or her or her heart, you know, makes the eye contact, says, I love you, embraces you when you cry. That is so healing, you know, and then you grow into the next season of your life through that. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's um, it's a super nuanced question that you asked. And I think the self awareness part is is important in deciding on a partner.
0: Yeah, and if someone is is in a place where they're thinking, hmm, that sounds like a relationship I'm already in, where I'm I'm starting to see that I, I'm entered, I've entered into a relationship in which I have perhaps in your example, I've a, I've attracted a partner that resembles my father or the parts of my father that were not healed, or they're they're finding that awareness and hearing this. What what's mm-hmm. some of the work that they could do to begin to heal that relationship if it's one yeah. that they want to continue to be in yeah. so that it becomes a almost a new relationship yeah. in regards to how, how the energy exchange is, is going. Yes.
1: So I love that you're saying this and asking this because research shows that by the time we're 40, we have three to four main relationships in our life, you know, mm-hmm. um, relationships that move us, that break us, that get us to the next season of our life. And for people who have been in a relationship for a long time, those relationships can happen with the same person, Yeah, you know, yeah. if you sense. learn how to grow together. So um, it, it is easier if you have somebody to help facilitate it, but I would really dive into Um, Well, firstly, establishing, you know, hey, we want to create a healthier dynamic, Mm -hmm. you know, and then moving into taking radical responsibility for for your your part in it, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because a relationship is kind of like a water balloon where if one person presses it, the entire thing changes shape. So as you start showing up differently in the relationship, your partner will follow suit. So, you know, learn the difference between masculine and feminine dynamics and, you know, the different relationship tools, you know, um, master active listing. There's so many relationship tools. There truly are um, that can help start building a stronger and different foundation um, for, you know, the next 10 years to set them up for the next 10 years. It Mm -hmm. is possible. I, I've worked with thousands of couples at this point and I've seen it. Um, in my own work where couples who you would think, man, you know, they're, (laughs) that's, that's pretty bad. They grow into a beautiful dynamic if they both want to, you know, Mm -hmm. I come from the perspective where truly anything is possible. Yeah. Yeah. But both have to be in it. You know what I mean? Um, it's so much easier to transform a relationship if both people want that transformation. Totally.
0: Totally. Absolutely. So tell me a bit about, you have a brand new program that is coming on. It's actually as we're recording, it's not yet out, but it will be as, as this is, as this becomes available and it's called (laughs) the Aligned Couples. So tell me a bit about the Aligned Couples.
1: Yeah. So Aligned Couples is for, um, it is for couples who are committed to each other. They love each other. They want to go deeper. They realize that there's stuff that they have to work on, or maybe they're kind of, you know, they're either stuck or they want to create something new moving forward. Um, but the love is there. You know, they're committed to each other. It's a three-month program, and we dive into all the different aspects of relationship communication tools. I mean, there's hundreds of tools that I've been teaching these couples. Um, so it's the practical side of things, but then it's also the spiritual, emotional side of things where we do inner child work. You know, we look at patterns that are still coming up from childhood. Um, and then the third part is designing the future. You know, what do you want the future to look like going through each part of life and really learning how to get your needs met? Um, And meeting their needs in every part. Mm -hmm. So it's a real, it's an awesome program and it's, it's coming open February 1st, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, we start mid February.
0: Um, and yeah, I'm excited for it. And if someone is interested, what would the flow of the program be like? What should they expect in terms of commitment to time and how, how they would work through the program? Yeah. So
1: it's self-paced. It's online. Um, So they can watch the videos uh, on their own time. And then there's an every other week group call where um, we go through things as a group. And then there's also the option for one-on-one with me weekly. So um, it's a super well-rounded program and the group aspect of it. Last time we did this, I absolutely loved it because especially for the more masculine you know because the masculine is more doing oriented their biggest fear is failure mm-hmm. if they're not doing well that's their biggest fear and so the tendency to share some things that are hard in the relationship it's not easy for them I'll, I'll just say that's that's that is uh my has been my experience and so in the group dynamic you know you see other people going through the exact same shit that you're going through and it brings out a whole feeling of I'm not alone. I'm not a failure. Other people are, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships is what I like to say. So, um, it was, it was powerful for the last round that we did it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll make sure we have all of that information in the show notes. So if someone's listening and they're like, yeah, it sounds like something I would really like to explore. They'll be able to access that. Yes. And also
1: Andy, I wanted to share just for listening to your, um you know, for being in your community, I know you've got people who absolutely love you, who follow you. I want to offer them a discount for that program. So yeah, just have them. If they reach out to me, they let me know, they heard me on this podcast. I'd be happy to do that.
0: Awesome. Yeah. We'll make sure we have your, all your information in the show notes too, so they can reach out to you and take advantage of that. So amazing. Thank you so much. I know. Yeah, I know there will be folks that are listening that will be very grateful for that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we have five questions that we close every episode with. So I'm going to go to the first question, which is, tell us about an object or charm that is special to you. So
1: my dad is Turkish. And when I was a little girl, he gave me an evil eye. Um, mm-hmm. The evil eye, I, have you heard of it? It's mm-hmm. a, yeah, of course. It's a. Um, actually have it on the back of my phone. Um, but it's an, it's something that in that culture, it protects your home, you know, so they usually keep it by the front door or something. And, um, ever since I was little, I just carried mine with me all the time. So it's come with me in every home and I've had over 25 homes
0: moving. Wow. Yeah. 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 So special. Beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Next question is what is a book that changed your life? So, um, I
1: there's there's actually two. One is Making Marriage Simple by mm-hmm. doctors Harville and Helen Hendricks. Um, they to me are they're just such beautiful mentors. And um, you know, that would be for somebody who really wants to learn about relationships. Um, and then the second one is if you are pregnant, if you want to get pregnant, it was Ina May's a guide to childbirth. Mm-hmm. Um Iname Mae is a an incredible midwife. She's just uh, very highly respected. She started her own midwifery um, community out in Tennessee. And that book, every time I read it, I've read it like a hundred times. It makes me cry because it's so powerful. Just how powerful and innate um, the wisdom of the body is, you know, mm, um, yeah. how our bodies are so capable of healing. Yeah, it's a it's an incredible book.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing both of this. Okay, next question is, tell me about an experience or moment that changed your life in a profound way.
1: Um, well, I guess the um, the experience that changed my life um, was probably growing up overseas and just really bearing witness to when I was little, uh, we would hop on a bus living in Istanbul. We lived outside Istanbul in in the lake. It would take us 45 minutes to get to school. We would drive through this little Kurdish community where there were were literally people milking cows. It was such a different way of life than what we were living. And I just remember being so little and thinking, huh, you know, there's such, there's just different people out there, you know, different ways of life. And it Mm -hmm. kind of like, light bulb moment, you know, just made me curious about the ways that people think and live.
0: Yeah. And then it influenced everything about who you are and the work that you do now. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Okay. Next one is what is something you do for your health and wellness?
1: So I love this question and I go for um, daily nature walks every day. Um, I let the trees know I love them. I look at the moon when I can and just bask in it. Um, you know, that I, I, uh, attribute a lot of my health to that. Is yeah. just my time spent in nature barefoot, you
0: know? Yeah. So, so important. So, yeah. so, so good for us. Yeah. Okay. And then the last one is tell me about a moment you knew magic was real.
1: So that would be the moment that I decided to go on a trip that was actually canceled um, from Seattle to San Diego for two nights. And in those two nights that weren't supposed to happen, I met my husband. Oh, yeah. Flew back up to Seattle. We actually didn't even meet. We crossed paths, we locked eyes. I remembered his name, added him on Instagram a month later when I was already back in Seattle he added me right back and messaged me and then he flew up to see me a few days later and that's how we met it mm-hmm. was just i it was so it was divine divinely planned you know i went with my guy where
0: where yeah. were you when you locked crossed paths and locked eyes what were you at some sort of event or what what happened Yeah,
1: it was an event. It was a, um, it was a party. It was for Thanksgiving. Um, Mm -hmm. I met my friend out there. The reason why it wasn't supposed to happen was because she was under the weather. Um, And so we were going to cancel it, but she ended up coming anyway. And yeah, it was just an event. And I thought he was really cute. And, um, you know, we didn't really meet. We just kind of locked eyes. I, I knew his name. And yeah, that's, that's how it happened. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Such magic. Such magic. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So if anyone who's listening would like to find you and more of your work, where shall we send them to go find you and your work?
1: Yeah, um, they can get in touch with me on Instagram, Dr. Nevin Hushin. Um, There's a way for them to get in touch with me through email, uh, drnevinhushin at gmail.com. Go to my website. All the information is there. Um, But my assistants and I, we are constantly checking for messages and, you know, I love interacting. So that would be a good way would be Instagram.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure getting to spend this time with you and getting to learn a bit more about all of these things that are so important and and just how we get to enjoy this experience of life. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on here. And, um, you know, I just love
1: you. I love your energy. And I, I really appreciate being invited on here.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you to Dr. Nevin for being here with us. If you're loving what you're hearing, if you have a friend, if you have a partner, if you have a sister, a brother, someone that needs to hear this episode, someone who needs to learn more about the divine feminine, the divine masculine, conscious communication skills. It means the world to us when you share this episode. Send it along. If it's resonating with you, we know it'll resonate with your circle of friends too. So send the episode along. Also, take five seconds if you've loved this episode and drop us a review that helps us to get the show out to more listeners, to get more eyes on the work that we're doing here. If you want to share Dr. Nevin, if you've loved Dr. Nevin and you want to celebrate her, drop us a review. It means the world to us. You can also share on social. You can tag us at your woo-woo best friend. It's on Instagram, your woo-woo BFF. And of course I'm Andy at wee-wee girl. And every time you Share the show and tag us. We love to reshare. We love to see who's listening. We love to know more about you. So send us a DM. Tell us what's resonating with you. It means everything. We're working so hard to bring you really amazing guests, thoughtful conversations, all things mystical, holistic wellness, and a no bullshit approach to spirituality. I'll see you again super soon. We have a bonus episode coming your way before next week's episode the bonus episode is with my soul sister and partner in the opulent shift she is releasing a book her name's nadia bullock as i think most of you know she's releasing a book called becoming mama she's going to share that journey and we're going to celebrate opulent shift session Four beginning in february so join me again for that episode more beautiful guests to come with that we are complete i'll see you soon much love